Hey y'all, welcome back to a new episode of Growing Pains. Let's check in with myself, um, Gugu. So yeah, welcome back to our regulars and welcome to our new listeners. If you're new, I hope you like what you hear and you decide to stay and just be a regular, you know, because it's good on the side. <laughs> yeah, guys, I really, I really appreciate your support. I really appreciate the encouragement you know i didn't think i'd have this much to talk about i wasn't even sure what i was going to talk about but then the ideas just keep on rolling and i'm very happy about that there's been some changes whereby an episode i thought would would drop on a specific number turns out i need to include another episode (laughs) and replace it and push the one i initially had back and um, I'm realizing that that's just the creative space where you get an idea, you get something that's placed on your heart and you just have to um, follow it. You just have to be loyal to the process and loyal to your intuition or um, your gut feeling, if that's what you believe in. And yeah, so this episode was not planned at I thought about it i think a couple of weeks ago and then i rationalized it and eventually talked myself out of it because i just thought it i don't think i need to talk about this because i've spoken about it in bits in previous episodes so i didn't think it was necessary for me to have an entire episode on it because i felt like it would be kind of repetitive but yeah the feeling is just not going away so i just finally gave in and also when i just thought about what i'd say regarding this topic i just thought i don't think i'm comfortable being this vulnerable this soon into the podcast it was you know like i've always been open to the idea of just being vulnerable and open and honest i just didn't think it would happen this soon <laughs> into the process and so again that was just one of the things where I was trying to talk myself out of making this episode but I just can't shake it it's it's similar to how I felt when I had to record and release the letting go episode where I was like what's the point I feel like I'm repeating myself but I just I just learned to trust the process I learned to listen to the whisper within me I learned to just let the Holy Spirit guide me especially when I've invited God into a process I am not gonna be stubborn and try to fight his direction you know because then what was the point if I think I know it all what's the point of saying no when I actually get direction you know so here we are and yeah this episode is on grief and i know there's a pattern developing and that's kind of i won't say annoying but it's kind of this is not what i wanted you know i really just wanted the randomness of my topics to reflect the title which is growing pains which is really any little thing that you experience especially in your 20s that is sort of like an everyday life issue that you might have i really thought it would be something like that or i really wanted it to be something like that and honestly it is i just don't like the fact that because there's forgiveness there's loss in that there's letting go there's loss in that now there's grief there's definitely loss in grief right so I don't want this to be like a a, a loss type of podcast because it's really not. But I think 
I this is something that I need to get off my chest. I think this is something that needs to be spoken about and clearly I have something to say about that. <laughs> and I just need to stop fighting it and stop trying to overthink too much about it and just really be led. You know, I asked to be led and I'm being led, so I must just let go. Get it? Let go. Yeah, so it's about grief today and so you can already just expect the episode to be a bit heavy because I don't think there's a happy bubbly side to grief. It's 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 loss. <laughs> and as I said before, you can grieve people, you can grieve things, you can grieve emotions, you can grieve perspectives, you can grieve an idea. And I think the process is still the same for each and everything that you lose. But obviously, I think it will differ from each person, the intensity of the process, Um, you know, depending on how much value something has in your life or someone has in your life. You know, I can lose someone and the person next to me could lose the same person, but they won't have the same intensity in the process of grief. I can lose something, someone can lose something similar, but because it means different things to us, the intensity will be different, right? So if you know grief, then you know the five stages. We did this in school. So it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So it's five stages generally. And the idea is that in psychology or the grief therapy, was a grief counseling. I think it's called grief counseling. Basically, you're told that you go through the stages of grief, but acceptance is when you truly have arrived to the point of healing. And the, I don't know if it's unfortunate or not, depending on how you see it, but the thing about grief is that it never goes away. You are going to grieve until the day you die. And even when you get to stage five, which is acceptance, and technically the last stage of grief, you can go back and regress in terms of going back to the other stages. Um, But once you've reached stage five, you don't go back in terms of your efforts have now evaporated. No, it's a thing of, yes, you have triggers. Yes, you have maybe those moments of just bargaining, saying, God, I wish this person was still alive or was still in my life. I wish I could trade something, you know. And then in the next moment, she's just like, but you know, it's life. That's how it is right now. This is my reality right now. And I've gone through all those stages and I'm just have accepting you move on. Basically, that's when you know that you've healed. The fact that you can bounce back you're able to train your mind you're able to talk yourself through the emotions a lot quicker than when you haven't gone into stage five because when you're in the bargaining stage like fresh (laughs) freshly in the bargaining stage and you haven't gotten past that then you're genuinely gonna stay there and usually that comes with denial that comes with depression sometimes so there's other stages that on negative quote-unquote that accompanying whatever stage you you add before the acceptance stage so that once you get to acceptance you can go back but you bounce forward you know nice wordplay so yeah and i think it's very important i have a theory of my own 
and i don't know if any like other person in the mental health field has had this theory because there's a lot of people in the world child it's very rare to find fresh ideas you know either you find one and then someone just flips it slightly to make it their own or people just duplicate shamelessly so but i have a theory and i think that theory is that we all have one big grief like one moment one loss that we experience that has shaped you that has like shifted you as a person to your core and how you process that grief how you deal with that will then be the blueprints of how you deal with other griefs in your life i think you will lose something or someone more than once people close to you if your biggest grief was caused by death people around you are definitely gonna die but there's gonna be that one death that has affected you the most and how you deal with that will set the foundation will set the rules will set the blueprints basically for how you deal with the other quote-unquote let's say smaller griefs and i say smaller in terms of how much it affects you you know um if a big loss effect like affects you to the point where you become numb and you deflect and you don't deal with that all the other losses that come after that will bounce off of you basically because you're numb now and you've taught yourself you've taught your mind your body your emotions to not process to be dead inside therefore every other loss you're gonna deal with it that same way and that's just a theory that i have because of i think how i have experienced grief and anyone who knows me well enough like if you're really close with me actually even really close because i think i speak about this pretty kind of freely but i lost my dad when i was 13 and i'm a daddy's little girl i don't say was i don't know someone once asked me i don't know why i have nothing deep or very like you know inspirational for why i say why i use present tense i don't know but i'm a daddy's little girl and so when my dad passed away that was something very big it shook me and it's funny because before then i definitely had experienced close deaths like especially from my dad's side of the family people were passing away every year we're going to a funeral every year several times a year do you get so the idea of death wasn't really something that i was introduced to by his death but that one was the one that rocked me the most and how i dealt with that made me realize that i deal i dealt with loss after that the same way even with people who are still alive um if i lost someone i would deal with that person's exit from my life the same way as if they had passed away and at that point it was not healthy at all at that point i was bouncing between depression denial depression denial i don't think i was ever bargaining maybe i did in the beginning i just don't remember but i don't remember just me being a much of a trade you know trying to beg god to take this so you can give me the person's life back or so you can give me my dad back and i remember it took me 10 years to actually truly get over my father's death 
I I was in therapy and it hit me then obviously through a process of just having a conversation that I was finding out acceptance and acceptance is peace acceptance is realizing the reality that you live in I think for a long time I was a, a person who wished I was dragging the I wish my dad was alive I wish um he didn't die because then I'd, I'd have this opportunity I'd have this I wouldn't have been this person my attitude would have changed because with that death a lot of me changed very quickly I was lost I think I discovered that I did not know who I was and therefore I was acting out and I think we all I think we have an idea of when a child acts out and how it looks but it's it's, it's really not what you see in the movies you know where it's the drugs and the partying and the dropping out of school always like that sometimes it's acting out as in like you lose yourself and I think it's even hard when people around you don't get it like they don't understand because for them I think especially in African families death is lost therefore you miss the person you cry then you need to get up and and get moving and how i play like how my grief played out was different because i yes cried and but i I remember bouncing back pretty quickly how going back to school being happy laughing missing him but i wasn't devastated i wasn't depressed it only hit me about two or three years after the fact and at that point nobody connected the two it was like okay she's acting out she's in her teens he's stage you know and obviously looking back i also didn't know what was going on but looking back i'm just like no i was grieving (laughs) i was grieving a loss that i experienced three years prior and that just shows you that there's no time limit there's no way of how to behave when you're grieving You know, we have a cluster of thoughts and emotions and behaviors that allow us to have stages, these stages that I I mentioned. But there's no, like, way of living. There's no way of being. That would be like, this is the standard and this is how exactly you should be. And this is how, when it hits this point, this person at this stage. No, we don't have that. We'll never have that with anything regarding a human being. And so, yeah, so I just think being wary of that is important just to know where you're at. And I like, it's very important to just understand what's going on with you. And I think maybe that's why I'm even, I think this is the whole point of me having these conversations and deciding to start a podcast is that this is nothing new this is just a reminder to be aware i think we live we live lives in like autopilot almost and we don't question why we feel the way we feel we don't question why we react the way we react to things we don't question our behavior and it's like but we should because that's how you know yourself that's how you're able to see issues that's how you're able to see that okay this is not a good behavior i mean it's not obviously bad because nobody is dying or there's no direct negative effect but 
there's just some behaviors that you need to really question and, and understand where they come from because they're not doing you good. And unfortunately, you won't be able to see that they're not good then and there. You'll only be able to see that like down the line when you're not emotionally growing, when you're not spiritually growing, when you're having this blockage because you're not dealing with the loss in your life, no matter how how that loss looks, you know, we need a healthy proactive way to deal with loss because you'll be dealing with loss until the day you die that's why i said you'll be grieving until the day we'll be grieving until the day we die because we're always going to be losing something or someone and so it's so much better to deal with that and just know the process and know how to go through the process in a healthy way now so that with future losses you know what to do you know what to expect even from yourself um and so yeah so with my father's passing i had realized yeah in therapy when i was about 23 that okay i'm fine at a place where i accept where i don't bargain where i don't wish because again you can't fix or, or or you can't be on the journey of trying to better yourself and heal yourself if you're not living in your present reality if you're imagining and you're wishing and you're living in the hope i mean it's good to hope for better but you can't live in the hope because you're now not (laughs) you're not in your right mind you're living in an illusion and you can't start fixing an issue when you don't accept the current climate that you're in i mean i can't wish to have a million rand in my account and think that the million rand will appear just because I'm wishing for it when in fact I have like three rand 54 cents do you understand uh that's not gonna happen but the moment I accept and realize that right now I have three rand and 54 cents in my account okay how do I move forward how do I get the balance so that I can have a million what's the way forward And that's how it is with grief. Because all of the stages prior to uh, acceptance are stages that contain emotions and thoughts that are not cognizant of, of the presence. Does that make sense? Like you're not dealing with the reality. Therefore you're deflecting and that deflection comes out as certain behaviors, certain thoughts and certain wishes and wants and that's how you get your bargaining that's how you get your depression that's how you get your denial that's how you get your maybe yeah even your anger you know because you're frustrated with a situation that you can't change and since you can't change it you're going to be frustrated until the day you die then because something's got to give the situation can't give because that's just how it is you have to give in and accept to understand and surrender and so I had gotten to that point and I was like, okay, I really have healed. And I mean, I think we, we also have a, a, a sort of, I wouldn't say it's backwards, but an incomplete idea of healing because I know I thought that healing would be, I could speak about my dad without crying. I could think about him without feeling sad. And I mean, yes, that's part of it, but that's not all of it because you can heal and still cry when you're talking about someone who's left and understand you can think about them and still feel sad 
but still be at peace and accept that they're no longer here and so when you get that idea so when i realized i'm like okay so i'm here in this stage and this is how i'm feeling and this is how it is and i remember my therapist then was just explaining similar to what i just said the emotions what i should expect now and what i shouldn't confuse my process i'm the stage i'm at in the process with where i was before because i think we think stage five is basically the it's like stage five is where the process ends where okay you've graduated now you no longer feel pain you no longer in grief and that's a lie it's not linear so there's no start and finish so now when i got to stage five there was another side of grief now where i was grieving other things and that's the thing with grief once you get to the point of acceptance for your own grief you then start to realize other people's grief how the same loss has affected those people around you you're able to lift your head up and see what's going on in your environment and with that i was able to then see and rather just think about the loss that my mom experienced and you know then i sort of had to <laughs> i started having to grieve her loss and then i thought about my dad and i started to grieve his loss and that's when i was like is this supposed to happen you know and my therapist was like yes <laughs> that's just how it is and obviously depending on your personality and how you rationalize things and how you process things in your mind the once you got into the stage five part of healing you're you're grieving in a different way and this is the part where people usually don't understand especially people who are still in the thick of it of the initial grief where they don't understand whereby you are able to say i'm happy that the person has passed away and i think that also has a mixture with your spirituality i think i'm very comfortable with death i'm not afraid of death i understand what i mean or i even understand when other people say i'm happy that they that they died because they've rested now like they're at peace um hopefully we hope for that and for me also i had got even right now um at a point where i was like i'm wishing actually that my dad had died earlier that he had passed away earlier than he did because okay so context i'm just realizing that i'm speaking and maybe people are lost so when i was 13 yes my dad passed away in the year before he was diagnosed with stage i'm not sure if it was two or three i can't remember lung cancer and he basically from that initial um diagnosis he was he lived for about a year and a half after that and so at some point i don't think if if he was even remission i don't remember i don't think so but for my memory i can't be 100 percent sure but then at some point the cancer escalated and became stage four and then they found spots on his brain so tumors on his brain so he was developing brain cancer and i'm not sure soon after that he passed away so i'm now at this point in my life whereby i'm like even a week a month would have been like okay obviously back then i'd never say that but now i'm like even even though like you know just a couple of days would have been okay because i don't think i remember my dad ever being okay 
after that diagnosis and when you can love someone you just like man does not even matter how i feel at this point <laughs> it's about how you're feeling and i don't want to see you suffer and i'm not going to keep you if i like obviously i don't have that power but just how to rationalize that decision it's like i'm not going to keep you on earth to suffer simply because i just want you there to understand i'd rather just have you go and rest and so i think i definitely understand people when they say that they're okay or they prefer that the person died or whatever it was because i think dealing with the loss is better than dealing with someone dying and being in agony on earth and so i really got into that point and like those are just one of many examples that really show you that you're at the acceptance stage because you're like this is the reality and i can't do anything to change the reality you know i still bounce into or back to the other stages but then i bounce back into the acceptance stage because once you're really in acceptance and you really dig your roots into that it's hard not to bounce back to acceptance it's hard not to admit that you're triggered and admit that maybe you're sad but then be like you know what i'm okay it is what it is and so even with that mindset i just started to then just grieve the loss that my mom experienced. I mean, losing a partner, losing a husband, losing financial stability. I mean, both my parents worked, didn't grow up in a rich family, but kudos to my mom because my life did not change after. I still went to the school I was intended to go to in high school. I still had the lifestyle that I had when my dad was around where there was a two-income household, but now there was one. Yes, money was left, um for us his kids and stuff you know but there was definitely a lot of effort from my mom and she did that so dealing with that dealing with a 13 year old as well like i can imagine that and my dad was young i mean when i was 13 definitely i thought 55 was old okay but now i'm just like that's so young like there's still so much life left in you when you're 55 and so i'm just thinking now losing a partner at that age you probably had plans of retirement what you wanted to do together you know and now i'm wrecked by that now i'm grieving that and i'm going through the process of grief on that even though that's not even a relationship that i had with my dad it's just because of the love and the relation that i have with my parents i am now at that point whereby i'm grieving that and then when it came to my dad just grieving his sense of self i mean my dad was a typical zulu man patriarchal head of the house you know provider and just having this thing wreck you physically to the point whereby your will is turned into thin air to understand you can't provide for your family as you're used to you're at home you're being taken care of and my dad was a jokester obviously i didn't know that then but now i know that a lot of it i think was just deflection or trying to be able to deal with the situation so even when he was going through chemo i mean i've never i had never experienced being able to witness someone going through cancer before him so all the chemotherapy and all those things were new to me and so having the intense 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 sickness the nausea the cold sweats 
um, having to watch my mom change bedding every morning because he was sweating right through to the mattress. Hearing him throw up in the bathroom, seeing him lose weight, seeing like his skin go dark. I mean, my dad was a dark skinned man, but he was literally turning gray, losing his hair. I mean, this was like a typical Zulu guy where in the 60s and 70s who cared for his hair who had an afro that was trimmed so it was even do you get so and it was pitch black <laughs> so um and then when you got older and you became salt and pepper so the gray hairs were coming in he, he still kept it the same and now he's combing his hair and handfuls of hair are falling out as he's combing and then he's making a joke out of that you know and I mean, I'm entertained, you know, he's telling me the story about how he felt and what he thought when he was combing his hair. And right now it just breaks my heart because I'm thinking, I can imagine how he felt and I can only imagine, do you get? And so just having to mourn those kind of things that, I mean, my dad knew that I looked up to him as a hero. We were friends. <laughs> there was obviously it wasn't a type of friendship that you'd have, let's say, with your dad as an adult, but there was definitely a friendship that I that was like at a level that I could understand and feel I mean enjoy as my dad. And I can just imagine how maybe he felt for me seeing him that way. And I mean, it's crazy because then it didn't really affect me much simply because I don't think I was taking in (laughs) what was really happening. I was literally just going through the emotions of being a kid and my parents still trying to give me a childhood. And while still dealing with this, that I don't think anyone had dealt with before. I don't remember knowing anyone in my immediate family who's had cancer. So it was a lot of news for everyone. And I just remember there was a time where I think I was coming back from visiting extended family and just normally it was just, you know, when coming in and you greeting whoever's at home and I knew that if my dad was not in the lounge, then he was in the bed, um, resting, sleeping, just, you know, and so I remember just walking into the house and not finding him where he usually sits in his lounge. And then I'm like, okay, so obviously next stop is the bedroom. And my mom, in a nice way, obviously, you know, you know, it wasn't obvious. She kind of just stopped me from going into the bedroom. And I didn't understand why. But I think even the fact that I even remember this is is, is a telling <laughs> sign of its own. But I remember just a couple of years ago, just thinking and it came to me. And I was like... It must have been a really bad day. I think when you experience or when you have someone who's going through chemo, there are bad days. There are some really bad days. And I think that was just a a really bad day. And he just did not want me to see him that way. And again, it's like, now you're going to see how my mind works. (laughs) But it's like, how bad must it have been for him to... to gamble with me thinking that he's rejecting me in that moment by not allowing me to see him then to actually see how he was at his worst do you understand that how bad was it that he was like i don't want her to see her dad like this and i'd rather her think for this short 
period just think that i'm just rejecting her when i'm okay i'm obviously gonna leave the room and see her and it's like how like how bad was it how bad must it have been for him to take that gamble and be like you know i'd rather have it this way than for her to see me the way i am and that just breaks my heart because I think when I just think of the type of person my dad was, cancer was really one of the things that probably just broke him. It killed him before it actually killed him because I'm like, I'm just, I just remember how he looked and how he felt and it's not even how that impacted me or but it's how it impacted him his inability to be a man in the physical and in the emotional in the mental and how he had to navigate that in his family units i remember there was a day so it even got to a point whereby his sense of smell was so distorted he could not stand any food smell so obviously there had to be a change of diet so just to include him my mom would make meals the same meals for everyone so we all basically had to change how we eat um but she ended up having to buy a small stove and cook outside because she just could not stand the smell of certain things and i remember the time where he was just so tired he like he he i think he got a whiff of the smell from the outside of the food cooking and he was gagging and obviously like i don't know if he hadn't eaten or whatever but there was nothing coming out and i could i just remember seeing his frustrated but he was obviously just trying to hold it in and man <sighs> i'm almost at the end so i just need to hold it in but it was just it was just heartbreaking just to realize and it's so crazy because this all came like 12 years after the fact all these memories are from like are from like yeah a good like 10 12 years ago so that's the thing about grief because even in my state i'm still okay i'm still glad <laughs> that he got a rest i'm still glad that he 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 doesn't have to deal with that anymore and i i like definitely had i had it my way i still would have had a dad right now because i wasn't i've never been someone who felt real despair when it came to me reaching certain milestones which was interesting because i was expecting that but i didn't until after actually i got i realized that i was at this stage five of grief where it wasn't even like milestones in my life but i think it was milestones with myself when i really came into the woman i am and realized what i wanted in life realized my purpose realized what truly sets my heart on fire i then was like oh man i wish my dad was here to see this i wish i could speak to my dad about this i wish we could discuss this i'm reading this my dad was like a lover of books he loved reading he loved the newspaper he loved the news and those are the things that i also like and i'm just like you know those moments where i'm like oh and he was like he was a coffee drinker to the core he loved coffee so i'm like i'm the person who looks at cafes and tries out new places and i can just imagine me doing that with my dad and it actually being a sport 
and said, and now I don't have that. I'm missing that. And those are the type of milestones that I wish I would experience with him. And I only felt that after I got into acceptance. But I think it also, because it, how everything happened, once I really got into my identity, got into who I was, and got into truly working actively to heal, to grow, to improve, that's when I was able to actually be intentional about my healing be serious about my healing until I got to the point of acceptance and truly healing from the passing of my dad and I think because I got to know myself because I was healing and sort of I was coming back to self I was recognizing myself the way God had intended me to be um because I'd lost myself I mentioned earlier that there's a loss that we I lost myself with a gap the hole that was inside um made me realize that I don't know who I am and that's also part of the reason why I was grateful for the loss because that's how I went out to seek God because I realized that there has to be something way bigger way better way more powerful than me that is not human and that's how I discovered God and so I'm thankful for that because my discovery of God helped me to become whole, helped me to work towards healing. It helped me to get to the place of acceptance with this death, with this loss. Therefore, I realized who I am. And with realizing who I am, I was then missing or realizing the milestones that I wish my dad was there to see. And these milestones were literally me just coming into knowing who Ukuku is, who Ukuku has always meant to be. Um, And so that's the good part. (laughs) As I said earlier, I don't know if there's a good part of grief, but for me, that's the positive. Um, And this is why I say it's important to understand your process of grief. It's important to establish a healthy process of grief because you're going to experience that. And when you lose something or someone or whatever it is that takes that that loss has an opportunity to take away a chunk of who you are and when you're not careful when you're not establishing a healing process that is healthy and that works for you you're going to lose a part of yourself every time you experience a loss every time you enter a new fresh process of grief you're gonna be losing yourself and that hole is gonna grow deeper and deeper and deeper and so um i just think that it's very important to just know who you are to know how you heal to know what you need to heal from and that's the importance i think of checking in on your grief check in on grief because we're all grieving something that's the thing it's not a start and finishing you don't experience that until the next death it's the cycle what you're experiencing right now you've carried over from a past loss and which with every loss that you experience it's just piling on and piling on and piling on at some point you need to start cleaning and decluttering the house you need to start getting a process of shipping things out and so that's why i thought i should make this episode and i hope you guys got something out of it there were some tears but it's normal it's not something to fret over well, i don't fret over tears and crying but um yeah i hope you guys are well hope you guys stay well 
um, check in on your grief. Check in on your grief. It's very important to check in on your grief. I can't say that enough. And I hope you guys are well. I hope you stay well. If you're not well, I pray and hope that you do get to a point where you are well. Yeah. Bye.